Hello and welcome to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Our focus here on Healing Quest is integrative health and the increasing array of natural options to help us achieve optimum well-being. Thanks for joining us this first day of October. A lot is going on in October in addition to Halloween and, and of course, the Oktoberfest. For example... October is Adopt a Shelter Dog now, Month. Now, that's a really good idea. That is a really good idea. I like that. Uh, second thing, October, is Bullying Prevention Month. Who knew Who knew we'd have to have a designated month to focus on it? But it's a really important topic, and there it is. So it's, let's deal with those bullies. That's right. And it's also Arts and the Humanities Month, and uh, you can never get too much of both. Right. And finally, the one I really love, National Pizza Month. <laughs> of course. I don't really love it that much, but I mean, really. I mean, how many... Why do we how need many, a National Pizza Month? <laughs> right. How many unhealthy foods? I'm not, they're not really unhealthy. How many um, um, the fattening foods, I guess? Mm-hmm. I, I'm really digging a deep dish. Yeah, you're really, yeah, here, yeah. So. Deep dish. Never deep mind. dish dig. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. Uh, so on the health front, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and that's a very good thing. There's a lot of attention paid to uh, research this month, a lot, usually a lot of runs. So if, you, mm-hmm. if, there, if there's anything going on in, uh, in your neighborhood, you might want to get involved there. It's also Physical Therapy Month. I've had a fair amount of that in my life. So thank you, <laughs> physical therapists. We, we appreciate all those PTs out there. Yes, we do. It's also Healthy Lung Month. And I don't know exactly what that means. Are you supposed to get... I'm taking a deep breath right now. Okay. I'm feeling so good. Just, just time to just uh, do some deep breathing, huh? And, yeah. And here's one that you're going to love. This uh, October is National Popcorn Poppin' Month. Hmm. Who would you know? The Popcorn well, Board says for over 30 years, October has been celebrated as National Popcorn Poppin' Month. <laughs> it became official in 1999 when the Secretary of Agriculture, Dan Glickman, proclaimed it. So there it is. There's a lot of history here. There you go. He must have been a big popcorn. He must have been a big popcorn guy. Well, to actually proclaim the month popcorn. Although you know, popcorn is a very healthy snack. You know, it's it's got lots of fiber and it's naturally low in fat and calories. It's gluten free. Can be non GMO. You got to make sure you get the right kind of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the popcorn board says it makes for a great snack, and it's for for people that want to stay fit. Only we had some in. I should have brought some in today. Well, that would have been good. Nah. We, could have, we could have crunched all the way through the show. I don't think Brooks would like that. Would you like that, Brooks? <laughs> yeah. I like the popcorn, oh, he would not like the, the crunching. He wants the popcorn. Exactly. Okay. Right. I'll remember that. <laughs> we'll do that. October's birthstones are the opal and the tourmaline. And its birth flower is the calendula. I, for those of you who may know what that flower is, I'm mm-hmm. not really, I, I know about the cream, but I'm not really sure about what the flower looks like. And the zodiac signs for the month are Libra until October 22nd, and then Scorpio starting October 23rd. And later in our show, we're going to have Michelle Bernhardt joining us again from New York. And she does, as you know, if you're a regular listener, she does, uh, at the beginning of every month, she lets us know what the astrological energy for the month is going to be, and she's going to let us know what's in store for us in October. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Also coming up in today's show are some fascinating facts about earthing and how connecting with the Earth's energy can help us stay healthy. But first, let's update you on some interesting developments in the world of natural health, including news that taking a break from dieting, in effect pacing yourself, may make it easier to lose weight. Hmm. Well, that's the result of an Australian study that's uh, focusing on two groups of men, actually, with obesity. And one group dieted continuously for 16 weeks, while the other alternated two weeks on the diet and then two weeks off the diet. And during the off weeks, the participants maintained a stable weight, and then they resumed the diet. And at the end of the test, the on and off diet group lost more weight than the group that dieted continuously. 
and they gain less weight after the trial finished, which is pretty interesting. Researchers say the on-off schedule helps the body alter its metabolism in a way that's easier to achieve and maintain a weight loss. Yeah, This just seems entirely logical to me because you're talking about a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. So if you, instead of like crashing it together in, uh, I don't know, four or five weeks, if you can spread out over a longer period of time, you have a much, I think, better chance of actually changing the way you, you, your day-to-day life is conducted. So it makes perfect sense. I'm glad that these guys agreed with me. That's right. And I, no, it does, it does make sense because you're not starving yourself. Right. You that's know? the other point. And you're, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you're, and you're helping yourself create a new, a new pattern, a new habit. So where was the study published? The International Journal for Obesity. Wow. Hmm. I didn't know there was such a thing. I know. Okay. We read them all. <laughs> There we go. Next up, we want to pass along some excellent information that we learned in National Fruit and Vegetable Month, which just ended. I mean, like yesterday it ended. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that was a highlight of September for all of you. But in reviewing (laughs) the information from the National Fruits and Veggies folks, we did come across a nutritional approach that we like a lot. Well, it has to do with figuring out how many fruits and vegetables we should all aspire to have every day. Now, you know, this isn't new. Uh, This business of counting how many servings of fruits and vegetables we should have every day has always seemed too complicated. So instead, we like the way the USDA puts it, which we like the way the USDA is doing something here. It's it's simple. (laughs) They recommend that half our plate at every meal be filled with fruits and vegetables in a rainbow of colors. And they have some excellent examples of how that rainbow can really be good for us. Well, for example, green fruits and veggies every day contain lutein's to protect our eyes from cataracts. Orange fruits and veggies have beta-carotene. To boost our immune system. And red fruits and vegetables like tomatoes deliver lycopene for, you know, a healthier heart. And purple and blue fruits and vegetables, that would be something like eggplant and blueberries, have lots of antioxidants to boost our memory and protect against cell damage, which is a very good thing. And this, of course, isn't new, but it's good to be reminded of it because research shows that people who eat a diet rich in fruits and veggies have a lower risk of obesity type 2 diabetes, and heart disease. And here at Healing Quest, of course, we recommend organic fruits and veggies wherever possible. That's right. So even though National Fruits and Vegetables Month officially ended yesterday, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be eating them uh, every day. So you want to keep covering half your plate with them. And you can also have them as snacks. And one of the things that we do is, you know, after we've done our grocery shopping, we we clean the fruit and vegetables and we cut up some of them and put them in little bowls in the refrigerator. So you can just reach in the refrigerator and maybe get some broccoli or cauliflower or mm-hmm. blueberries or strawberries or grapes or apples, you know. And, and when they're bite size, I think it just makes it easier and more convenient. So that's our tip. <laughs> And we have a couple of interesting brain health tips for you. The first involves some good work being done by the brain as it gets older, so we want to give it credit. Researchers at Duke University have found that if one side of the brain is slowing down in handling a specific task, that same region on the other side increases its activity to help out. Well, the scientists say this communication between the two hemispheres is how our brains find alternative routes to complete the connections needed so so we can function. And that's a good thing. Exactly. The study found this communication between the hemisphere, hemispheric communications, right, mm-hmm. in between the ears, occurs only on an as-needed basis, and it happens much less frequently in younger brains, mm. maybe because the hemispheres know everything. <laughs> I'm not sure. The study was published this month in the Journal of Human Brain Mapping. And finally, some soothing info for those worriers out there. I was interested in a study at Michigan State University where they found that expressive writing can help deal with stress. 
The research involved two groups of students identified as chronically anxious. <laughs> One group wrote to express their worries about a stressful task they were facing. The other wrote about what they did the day before. So both groups had eight minutes to write and then perform the stressful task. Researchers say the expressive writing group perform much more efficiently as measured by an EEG. The study's authors say worrying consumes brain power. Boy, we know that for sure. <laughs> so getting worries out of your head through expressive writing frees up resources that make you more efficient. And that's a good thing. That seems to me that sounds a lot like journaling, which I know you you know a lot about and do frequently. Well, it, it does. And, and I guess, you know, one of the reasons that you write things down, sometimes it'll just diffuse the situation or it, it also helps you get clarity. So I, I like this research. And so for all you worriers out there, um, try writing it down. <laughs> Up next in our show, we're going to find out how to really get in touch with the earth underneath us in a way that can boost our health. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And you're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio. Radio. 